0: Blog Talk Radio Time to get in the game.
1: And hello, good morning, and welcome once again. This is Coach Chuck Creasy, another week of American Tennis. And folks, we're in the middle of February, and my mother used to call these the blue months, or the blues months, or the dragon on months, or whatever. She said, uh, these are the months of coping it's late January, February. We're all waiting for spring, and uh, but these are the months where you get the work done. And uh, I always tell my team that championships are won in the off season, but there uh, great things happen when you do what you don't have to do when you don't have to do it. But you got to do those things that you don't have to do when you don't have to do them, and that keeps you ahead of the ball game. And I don't know if that's possible anymore now with the way that cell phones and programs rule our lives, and we're on this vicious treadmill that I call trying to find information by drinking water out of that fire hose, and we can't tell what's up, what's down, what we're supposed to do, what's urgent, what's not, what's important, what's not, what's real accomplishments, what's not, and we become desensitized to everything. But I'll tell you this one. I work at a great place, a military school, uh, the Citadel, and uh, yesterday we had a guy, I think a commandant of the United States Marine Corps, and it was meat and potatoes, as you'd expect from the Marines, but those meat and potatoes messages uh, do what's right, do it right, and do it right now. And things like just treat other people the way they're supposed to be treated, get things done ahead of time. And fundamentals, fundamentals. And that's how greatness is accomplished. Just do the fundamentals. And, uh, why I'm talking about this today is because our program today is about what we're, where we're going and what we need to do and how we need to just get back to our basic fundamentals of tennis. We um, have never had more opportunity with the money, the facilities, the incredible amount of information that is being passed around Golly, we used to, as kids, I can remember waiting for that World Tennis Magazine to come in, and Dennis Vandermeer would have a article there, whether it was how to hold the racket or just very simple basics, and my golly, as kids, we used to hang on to that information, but now information is coming at us like a daggone water out of a fire hose, but we don't know what information to take in. And uh, today we're going to talk about, I have a, a great in uh, store, uh, Coach J.P. Weber, who I consider to be one of the most brilliant tennis people out there. Um, golly, I know there's no one that loves tennis as more as he does. No one who has done more work in the trenches with young people, with college teams, with high school teams, with, and he continues, His, the amount of energy he has is unbelievable, and he's responsible for putting together um, this radio, these radio programs that myself and Coach John Denise do. And uh, he is just an outstanding human being. That's the best I can say. And I consider him a, a great, great lifelong friend. Uh, but he's, I asked him today to come on and talk. and He's been on the show before, but I just said, JP, we have so much coming at us and so many things going on. I don't know if anybody's really got a hold of the steering wheel that really loves the sport of tennis. I believe that we have had the marketeers take care, take over the game. And I I believe that we've had the marketeers sort of uh, running tennis for the past, I don't know, 20, 15, 20 years, ever since 19... Gosh, you know, in 1987, folks, we it was the first time we had player development programs. We, we The USTA basically put together a very simple and easy-to-understand structure of tournaments, statewide, regionally, uh, nationally, and everybody knew that the best kids nationally would get to do something pretty darn good internationally because this is the United States of America. And... We had the best of the best, and if you made it here, you could make it anywhere, and uh, we pretty much dominated the scene, and it was simple. It was meat and potatoes, and then somewhere along the line, because I guess you do things, uh, a lot of times a bureaucracy or people in charge would do things that they, that they can, not because of what they should do, and um, that's sort of what we got doing. We got a little too smart for our britches, and we got big into systems and big into uh, theories and big into and, – and, I, you know, I've always said that when computers hit, the, the, the trouble with computers really, uh, the first 10 years, I'd say from 87 to 97, we still were plugging along trying to figure things out. The minute computers hit, we, there's two things that happen. We did a lot more things because we could, not because we should, but we were able to do a lot more things. So no one ever stops to think and say, hey, we really should do this thing. Mainly it's, hey, we could do this thing, let's give it a chance, and they throw a lot of stuff against the wall to see what sticks, if you know what I mean. And the, the point being is that, When computers allowed us to do a lot more and they became such a powerful tool, I've always said that right away, Barney, who was in a number two or three position, was allowed to run Mayberry. Instead of Andy, who was the old wise coach, uh, the old wise sheriff, or someone of wisdom who's been through everything and he sort of knew how to sort things out, well, Barney got to run Mayberry. And they look flashy. And we see that everywhere now. We see uh, people who are not necessarily wise men or wise women. We see young men, young women who are maybe smart, talented, and they're more wise guys than wise men or wise women. The wise guy won't see the real deal. They will not see the depth of the situation that they need To go to. They do not have the gift of discernment yet in their lives where they can see below the surface. In other words, they really are not, the wisdom is just not there. Uh, Wisdom is equal to, and my mama used to say, as I say many times, I still hear her voice after she's been dead and gone thirty years I still heard her say son she said pray for wisdom not for just knowledge or talent she says wisdom is knowledge mixed with truth of the inner spirit and truth of experience and that uh, those words words in themselves are extremely wise. And I'm not going to go there today, folks, with all of the quips and the loaded language and, and things that we remember. We will be back, and I'm waiting for Coach J.P. Weber to call in here. And our program today is, where is USA Tennis going? Where are we going? Are we just off on a tangent here? And where, where is there really a plan to where this is going to lead us? That This is the key point folks, listen to this. Does it suit the needs that we have for education, development of our youth, and life lessons that this wonderful sport is supposed to teach, or is it merely a program designed to meet the goals and the needs of the marketeers out there that really just want to hype it, get big numbers, present a facade of a program or an image of something that is big and important where it will blow away faster than uh, how can I say this past gas in a hurricane how's that it blows away faster than past gas in a hurry hurricane and uh, things that are that are cheap that are surface that do not apply to the educational value of individuals will pass very quickly, especially in this age of drinking water out of a fire hose. So i trying to drink it. There's too much coming out at us. We'll be right back. This is Coach Chuck Creasy. We'll be right back with Coach J.P. Weber.
0: Coach J.P. Weber of the We Coach Tennis Radio Show. In my 30 years' experience in coaching tennis, I've never seen a better tennis training situation for children than Coach Creasy's total tennis training camps. Chuck Creasy has coached them and trained them in every arena from juniors to collegiate to professional tennis. And over 15,000 children have improved their games at his summer tennis camps. Find out more at chuckcreasy.net. That's chuckcreasy.net.
1: This is Coach Chuck Creasy, and folks, go to chuckcreasy.net and see all that I'm doing. My books are still out there, folks, if you want to pick one of those up, and we are hoping to get one digitized and online very soon. Also, my camps, folks, and more than anything else, take a look at what I can help you do in learning momentum control. Folks, I am the world's leading expert on momentum control. Learning a few easy facts and rules about momentum control will help you in your business, your career, your youngster's tennis career, and folks, it helps you in life as well. Just go to Chuck Creasy, K R I E S E, dot net and learn what we're doing. the best place because we have freedom to do think and be whatever we want whoever we want and folks we can never forget this this is the United States of America and we will always take other people's ideas but we have the freedom to make your ideas my ideas a free way of information and a free way to excellence USTA ITA these folks that are in these Organizations just set the goals out there And cut us loose to go get them And we will go get them Just cut us loose Cut us loose We're not into systems We're into incentives The United States of America Is about freedom And that's it Folks, this is Coach Chuck Creasy And I think uh, my guest for today Has gotten held up I'm If he comes on, I'll put him right on But I want to go into the areas that I believe we could really make a difference right away. Now, again, where are we going with USA Tennis, Folks, I don't think we're going to the promised land. I think we're going to somewhere that might become a very popular land, uh, somewhere that it could be marketed and made to look like it's really, really something special. But I do not believe. I I know. As a matter of fact, folks, as my 47 years in coaching, I will tell you. I would bet my farm that we are not going to a place that will sustain itself, nor will it motivate, nor inspire our youngsters to do those right things. I think, and my my uh, good friend J P. Weber just came on. Come on, and but I'll finish my statement here. I. I do not believe where we're going is somewhere of substance because it's based on the projections and the goals of marketeers, not on educators. And I am so happy and thankful to have Coach J.P. Weber on the line. J.P., welcome. How you doing?
0: Yeah, How you doing? What are we talking about?
1: I know how hard. Look, man, I know – what you got going on today and how many moving parts you have. And uh, I've sort of set the table already. We're talking about where we're going and where is USA Tennis going. I'm not excited about it. I know you're not. A lot of people out there listening are not excited about it. And I, I said that it's been run by the marketeers instead of the educators in the past 15 or 20 years. Marketeers is your word that you've used. And uh, I've got different uh, sort of subtitles written down that I will try to bleed in. I mean, there's things like the point system, the scoring system, how we've just ditched high school tennis is so messed up, uh, where at college, all those different things. But basically our organizations have run amok, I think. But from your standpoint, you're out there, you have field tro- trip troops out there every day, and you – No, you have a handle on this stuff better than just about anybody I know. And thank you so much for the We Coach Tennis website and uh, your Facebook. You've been in operation over five, I think it's about six years now. But thank you for that. So I'm going to sort of let you go ahead, jump in there, and then we'll see what comes up from there. But give us an insight. Where are we going and uh, how can we get on better track?
0: I don't know, uh, you know, when you mentioned, let's start with the marketeers versus educators. I'm not so sure that if we just had educators involved in it, it would be any better. It would probably be worse if you look at our public education system and the way that that's formed. I think instead of saying that the marketeers are bad or this is bad, I think they work at cross purposes. In other words, a marketeer guy, it's kind of like an owner is in football you got the coach who coaches the big NFL football team. And then you got the owner of that NFL football team. Well, the owner wants to put Fannie's in the seats. And if it means that he puts a guy on the field, you know, this age old argument, right? Coach. I mean, that you know, he, he wants a guy that's a flashy guy on the field and the coach is saying, I don't want this, you know? So I think the marketeers probably represent sort of the owner half and they're trying to grow the game. And, uh, the coaching side or the educator side that you're referring to kind of represents the, you know, the performance side. So I think, I think better yet, what would be best is there just has to be some sort of split. There has to be a kind of a a dichotomy where the performance people are doing things that are going to help us in the performance arena and uh, the, Marketeers are doing things to grow the game. The problem that exists at the USTA is a lot of the marketeers probably are like me. A lot of us, I think I was, a, you know, I was a frustrated tennis player. I didn't win Wimbledon seven times or five times or, you know, I never got to play Wimbledon, but I'm a, I'm a frustrated player. So I want to keep maybe through doing this through coaching, you know, I suppose. So I think a lot of the guys at the USTA who are in – the marketing they can't let go of the performance side they want to they want to uh, be in the performance side they want to make decisions there and this and that and they get involved in that and then you know, <clears throat> you know it, it, that's where the warm-ups come in you know the nice warm-ups and free rackets and everything and so I think that's where it is a problem more than do we need marketeers? Yes I think we need marketeers we need business people. It's a business, but I think that, you know, that runs corollary a lot of times. If, you, if you're if you going out there and trying to sell the sport where, you know, it's mano a mano and you're battling back and forth, some of today's society is probably not going to want to do that part of it. So they try to water down the competitive side. They, I don't think they'll be happy. The marketeers, if, if they're in charge of everything such as they are now, I don't think they'll be happy until – Kalamazoo can be played in the weekend,
1: and at Lake Nona. Yeah, yeah, Lake. I call That's it Lake Cabona. Yeah, yeah. I
0: don't know if you see what um, I'm saying, though. But I, I mean, I, <clears throat> there are plenty of of <clears throat> people that have solutions to the problems. I think the biggest problem is where they they sort of converge. You know, you got performance guys, grow the game guys, and those are sometimes cross purposes.
1: It's very interesting what you're saying, and I realize that um, you said something very interesting. If you played enough tennis, you realize that, look, I'm not going any further with my career. I need to go into either performance or participation, uh, you know, or a mode of performance or participation and a lot, you know, the club jobs, you know, you have a sort of a mixture of both. You performance with your young people, but the participation with your women's leagues and your men's three point five leagues and those things. The trouble with tennis, of course, is that people don't know they're pickup players a lot of times. Um, I don't know what that is, but uh, in golf, you know, if you're a eighty two golfer. You know, you shoot eighty-two. You know, you're not going on the pro tour. But in tennis, I've seen people that are forty-five and think it's, they're just one win away from maybe qualifying. And it's and people think they're in the performance realm when they're when they're really not. And I, look, I blame the USTA for that too because they should have divided. They should have divided the even the website should be divided. Participation tennis versus performance tennis. And uh you're not segregating, you're not not inclusive there, The people would start understanding uh, say gold balls. you should not get a gold ball for a sixty five and over national champion if to be that, that like a friend of mine started playing tennis late in life. you know him He lives up in Clemson, you know uh you know and and uh, the point is is he won a he won a bronze ball at a national grass court event and he was a stockbroker and a part-time player and now he's retired and so he's going to these tournaments but he shouldn't get the same bronze ball that uh 16 and under national championship event would you agree i mean they're sort of diluted agree, when you get the same award.
0: but you know to illustrate it i mean look you know the performance guys i mean a good a good portion of them played for you. you got one up there right now that's in charge of scouting out players, Kent Kamir, right? He's scouting them out. So you get in the back room with Kent somewhere? You think yes. Kent's for Noah had six game
1: sets? <laughs> oh, he's heard it about <laughs> 50 times from me. I wear him out every time, but at the same time... Yeah, but do you think <clears>
0: he's <throat> uh, for that? I
1: don't know. He can't.
0: You, you're sort of avoiding the thing because you probably don't want to put a word in his mouth. But you and I both
1: know him for that.
0: You and I both know. No, he
1: absolutely he is can't not answer. for that. Neither He can answer. Jay Burger. Uh, JP. Jay Berger was in charge of men's tennis for the United States, and he was assistant Davis Cup coach. And I would bring this up all the time, and and his answer was always, "Chuck, you don't understand. that bureaucracy is so deep." To get anything done, it's an act of God plus 30 piles of paperwork. To get anything done because the bureaucracy is so deep. And he said there are so many interests that are interlying. He he gave me an example of trying to send some kids. They had to get on a plane in Paris or somewhere and fly to Rome or something. The USTA, because they're so worried about lawsuits, he said you have to send – we had to send a coach or two coaches over and we had to spend all this money. We had to fly them to this place. The kids should have just been able to get on a train and go, but the lawyers all made it to where it was so complicated that we had to do all this. Now, he said, whenever you try to make a move, he said, there are, you know, it's, it's like trying to turn to Titanic. You the, US, the USTA is like, you, well, yeah,
0: but they use each, they use other parts. You've got the sports science guys. Now, now, the sports science guys, as far as I've ever seen them, they're good. I mean, I listen to them, but they really, a lot of them, they, they go overboard with some of that stuff.
1: So they get on the Well, these they were Kansas the number team, nine you know, guys on the college team that never got in a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the, well, the warmer that never got in have
0: got. But you've got that side at the USTA. And you've got the legal side that you just mentioned. And so what ends up happening is the marketeers, well, you, you know, marketeers will say, oh, well, we're not for uh, shortening things up. But the sports science guys told us we had to. We could only play two matches in a week. And uh, then they, you know, then they bring up the legal side. Oh, well, the legal side told us that if we play more than that, you know, a child might die, like in, on the football field. They might get sick. So they use these different sides to bolster the whole idea and the whole overarching philosophy of shortening the competition all the way around. They want to shorten it every way they can. They will not be happy. They will not be happy with just six game no ad sets. It'll go to start at two all four game no ad sets. It was, you think well, that's you know going where this all yeah. to
1: you know where well, this all so ends? Surely. We'll end up and with
0: a the, uh, well. But go ahead. But, well, what'll end up happening is is that um, the U.S. Open will still be going on, and <laughs> it'll, it'll still be raising money, and they'll still have a few people playing. It, you know, the dial's not going to change. It didn't bother them, and I don't think it really bothered them too much. It didn't certainly move them in the other direction. That last year, my gosh, the numbers were so far down. Everybody was freaking out. You look at the numbers. You notice they won't share numbers. Have you noticed that? Do you see that? Do you see how yeah, that's right. you can sort of, you can sort of get some numbers from, you can sort of get some numbers from the TIA. But other than that, will They're so far down in numbers, and it might, you know, there's a very variety of things. Millennials don't play pick up tennis. Baby Boomers are not picking it up. They're going to Wiffle Ball or whatever it is, Paddle Ball. And they're they're doing other things. So the numbers have gone way, way down. They put this 10 and under initiative together, and they got these the two Craigs, the two Craig G. Morrison or Jones. They're all in that. And they've spent millions, and they have really don't – I think they have a net loss in terms of numbers of players. So
1: they do you know, in the whole state of South Carolina last year, this year before last, they only had forty, four, zero, forty kids sign up for ten and under tennis. Forty, forty forty play green ball tennis that That's unbelievable. You should have forty in one club, and in the whole state. They had 40. So, yes, it's failing badly. Now, they'll pad the numbers. They pad the numbers and make them look good, and we all know that. We don't have to uh, go any further than uh, look at our local park that has lights on every night, nobody's playing, and uh, to see that we're failing. All of us are failing somehow in not getting our youngsters playing, but it doesn't help when the USTA puts so many regulations on, and, I mean, it was laughable to see this little book they have, that if you do this, then you get a gold star, and if you do this, you get two gold stars. When you get three gold stars, you get this and this. and this. I mean, It was laughable. And my uh, daughter's is trying to take up tennis right now, it, it's like we have a lady in our town that hates the U.S., just literally dislikes the USTA so much. And she basically has gone around it, and she's put together her own little league, and they're just letting the kids play. You know, they're they're letting the kids play, and uh, uh, that's what we need to open up as a freeway. So the, the overregulation and the, the people that we put in charge, they surround themselves by regulations. So uh, anyhow, the start. I don't want to go off a different uh, track here, but the start is. You're saying to separate performance and participation goals and objectives. And uh, that's what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, you mentioned stuff. You, you
0: you mentioned stuff and I'm and I'm while well, I'm for it, I'm not I mean you're you're wanting to and I do too. I don't know but I just don't know that it'll work. You know, alternative organization. You know, maybe if you had an alternative organization they'd listen. Well the problem there is, you know, nobody has enough time. You probably need a you know, you need a cadre of semi-retired, Money. you know, sixty-year-olds that don't have anything to do, and 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 they and they can spend time putting that together. You know, get some guys, you know, that, that are older that that really are done teaching, and they're 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 on same mind. So you gotta find people with the same mind. And tennis is, a, it's a very independently minded sport. And so. You know, the, the solution somehow is to get up through, you know, there's two ways we can go. One is you can do that. I think it's a long road to do that. And then the other one is to try and work through the USTA somehow. I mean, it's just mind-boggling. That I don't have... think,
1: that. I think that's as much as I'd like to say, let's all try to work through the USTA. Uh, if the the guys I know who worked in the USTA, and, and look, I had a two-year stint on the National Junior Competition Committee before I got back into college coaching, At a two-year stint. And the point is I think it's impossible to turn that Titanic. It's a Titanic. It's going to be a train wreck or it's you're on the Titanic. You're not going to change it. I just think in the end you can't work through them. I think our only chance is to create a new organization And we need a What's weird, I wouldn't do,
0: I wouldn't do, you know, this committee, you talk about these committees. Now, I just spoke to a couple of people that are on various committees. I spoke to somebody that was on the Georgia committee. I spoke to somebody that was on the Southern committee. I have not spoken except to you and Steve Bellamy about that National committee. But on those two committees, I was told by the person on the Southern committee that National came and told them how to vote. So they all just voted like that. And then I talked to the Georgia guy. The Georgia guy said, well, he came from Southern. He to told us how to vote, Got to vote like that. And that's just weird to me. That's almost un-American. I wouldn't, I wouldn't no longer want to be on a committee. I, I mean, I wouldn't do that. I just wouldn't do it. I mean, if I didn't people think are it scared. Good, I do it.
1: People are, well, what are you scared of people. Yeah. Happens,
0: I said, right. you're, I Your said, said of you're acting happens. like you're, acting, you're voting and you're acting like sheep. I told him. guy got all, all, he got all, he threw the insults. He said everything. He said, well, you know, they won't ask you. Well, no, they probably won't ask me because I won't vote like, you know, like what they want me to do.
1: I mean, i but I, certainly I I've I said this on many ideas. times, whether you work for the USTA on a committee or you're a senator, state senator, US senator, or congressman, whatever. But whenever you're in one of these organizations and you're a young person, folks listening out there, don't think that, hey, I'm twenty five right now. I want to get along and fit in. Don't think that when you're forty you'll have the guts to you know, you're gonna be a company man, you will have the golden handcuffs on, you won't be you won't have the guts You won't have the courage, the guts, you will not have the fortitude to persevere, and you will not have the insights anymore that you once have. Your taste will be changed. So the point is, with that, these people become sheeple. But understand, most of these people on these committees were in participation tennis. They would like to think that they were in high level tennis, but they were in participation tennis. And then what happens, they get awed by the fancy dinners the nice bottles of wine and the nice whining and dining and they treat these people. I look, I've been to some of that dinner stuff and they, you know, you, you just, it's, they spend thousands of dollars to keep these people under their own roof and carrying the company name, logo and ideas. So that's what happens. They become sheeple. And the problem is this, Group, the, this this organization is going over the cliff, and and the point is how it's going over the cliff. It'll still be around. Tennis is going to survive no matter what we do to it, but it's going to be something like, uh, golly, it's going to what what the arena football or no that's not that's too oh uh, god it's going to be just like it might it might be something like racquetball or. Something that is just an after-school activity. Football, tennis, already in high school is an after-school activity. So uh, anyhow, well, let's let's go. We got about eight, eight, nine minutes, Coach. Uh, tell what else besides separating per- performance and participation. What else do you see that we need to do? We need to maybe try to form our organization. Where where else? Uh, where 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 are we headed if we don't? take a stand in a few places. Where else?
0: How, I mean, the competitions have got to be rigorous. The, the kids have got to really feel like when they played this tournament or that tournament, it's something amazing that they just won. And then that, that you know, I I, I, really, I guess for me, maybe it's just me. I always perceived that trickle-down economic Tended to work. I think there are a few people that do. There are people. You know, it was politically incorrect to say it did. I think that it works in in uh, sport as well. I think that when you have things that matter and mean something to the kids, it, it 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 goes down and then it attracts people to it. If it's a worthy endeavor, kids will do it. If it's not worthy, they won't. but so there, it, it has to be rigorous. I think that somehow. Yes, sure, grow the game, but you know, like like I said, it's got to be separated. It, it just I think every time I come back to this, I just think you've got to get the two separated. And somehow I think, I mean, if, instead of separating, if you don't want to separate it, if you don't want to separate it, then uh, then probably what you need to do is just get rid of player development. I mean, they really haven't done. I, mean, I know you got a lot of guys that you coached. And,
1: no 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 Somehow no, I, I, I never agree. saw it Look, 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 look. look I I, I never, had a, I never it, I had an opportunity to work work with that uh, long, a few years back in the 80s and I it was uh the Junior Davis Cup what they had we had to do when I had I coached out for the two and a half years was uh rigorous tough it cut you cut people you started with 36 you trained for two weeks and played for two weeks. You ended up with nine people, and you ended up, they won all summer. We won every event except one the whole summer. And the point being, yeah. it was rigorous, stuff. But the point, the point, no, the point is this, though. The, the point is, with uh, the player development, it, it absolutely just gets clogged. You get clogged up in the mess of bureaucracy, very much like college tennis. I could not be a young coach right now under 35 years old and not get bogged down with the bureaucracy that has become college tennis. It's laughable. Rigorous competition came to my mind. We went and played a match last weekend against a top-20 team and we got smacked. They were very good, and we're coming along. But they—they they were good. But it was laughable in that it—it—it it, it, it was it, the, the war zones, the competition where people dig in and go back and forth, and just the nature of the game has been so diluted, polluted, and prostituted by this no ad scoring and things. So I don't—I don't think you can have a rigorous competition with no ad scoring. I, I really don't. Or abbreviated sets. The other day we had a kid That's, win a it tiebreaker. It happens so fast. Excuse me? You there?
0: I said it happened so fast. Yeah, it's so, it? oh, it's, and it's I don't a joke. Think, I just it's, don't see, I don't see, everybody is on this bandwagon. It's almost like somebody, it's kind of, it's just weird to me. People will say, oh, it's so exciting. It's so exciting. And yet I don't see in the stands, the same sort of excitement that I used to see at UGA. I don't see the same sort of excitement that I used to see at Tech when I go to watch the matches. It's not a build up. And then, you know, I remember watching Eddie Jakes late at night play Johan Hedde in a big match, and it was deuce Ad deuce ad. Eddie's cramping. This is going on. He can't hold the racket. And I mean, and it's going back and forth in those battles, you know, certain games. Went quickly, and certain games didn't, and guys were making stands. You know the the so it, it's not the same, and it doesn't. I don't believe that. You know they they they'll, they'll put these things out there. They'll say, Oh, it's more exciting, or it's more pressure packed." I don't think it is. I think people hear no, that from someone who who says it is, until they jump on it. They have now, coach. Here's what they're doing now. They're playing doubles game, sometimes ad, sometimes no ad. I don't, it really depends on where you are in the country. But you'll go and you, the kids will play and, Coach, it's less rigorous than the country club round robin or mixer on Friday nights and those guys at least get peanuts peanuts and beer. You know? The kids, they it's don't even give them
1: my, It's less rigorous than my 10-year-old daughter's ballet I'm telling you, now, if they're honest, I'll tell you what, if
0: they're, uh, if, if they're honest about it, and if they said, look, this is going to be our social round robin to go along with this tournament, you know what I mean? It's going to get them used to the courts and acclimated. If they were honest about it and gave out a little, you know, plastic trophy or something like that at the end or gave out some booby prizes, you know, the kid with the reddest lips or, you know, the reddest hair or whatever, you know, I mean, you know, something like that and had a fun thing of it. You know, made a fun thing. Of it had the clown, had clowns show up and stuff like that. If they were honest about it and that's the way they wanted to do it, that's fine. But when the competition for a national title is less than a mixed doubles round robin at a local country club, to me that's just something that we need to stand together and say, whoa, that's just not acceptable. I don't even like the eight-game stuff. So you got that. No, no, it really is not. But here's the thing. So here's the thing. So out of this, here's what you have happening. And they're willing to withstand this. This is the part of me that don't get. You've got player after player to player who now is deciding, well, we're just not going to (laughs) go. We're not going to go on Friday night. Soon they're not going to go to the tournament, period. And don't think they won't be. Look, the whole rationale for this, the whole rationale for this is what? You know what they say the whole rationale is? The whole rationale is, well, we're trying to keep it in line with college tennis. So what do you think that? it will be no ad scoring in all the singles. Correct. You know, well, that's that, what that's it's going to oh, be. Absolutely. So there you
1: go. Fed, we're not, we're not, we're no not ad, idiots. Right? We might be, you know, uh, we're, we're not idiots, all of us out there. And anyone listening to the show will say that they're appalled. They hate their kids to play this. And I have found out where it's at in my show from January 31st, folks. Go back and listen to my entire show. But, Coach, I'm going to read this to you. And you tell me. And so here's what I believe that happened. I believe they believe if they get college and junior tennis in five or six years, it will be bled into the pros, and then we'll be doing all of this. And then whether it's Billie Jean King or whether it's World Team Tennis or whether it's um, the marketeers who like this or whatever, I believe that it all comes down to the gambling money. And let me let me tell you this, okay, so this is from – a Dave, Dave Haggard. Haggard um, uh, this is a conversation that he had during Davis Cup in 2015, and in, in, in the, in the uh, it was inside tennis, insidetennis.com. But uh, they said tennis is obviously getting closer and closer to the gambling organization. The ITF has a 70 million dollar deal with Sport Radar the huge William Hill Gambling Company that sponsors the Australian Open. But then there's also a bet at home tournament and deals also with Betway, Betfair, Sport Radar. Officials say that, hey, it's good for tennis, that we're so good to these companies now. Because now we can monitor them and find out who's taking money, who's getting the money, and who's not. Now, isn't that the most ridiculous statement you could ever hear out of officials that say this is a good thing because now we know what's going on, and and the the point is is look even you at the the Davis Cup and I've got another article here the Davis Cup says Betway becomes international sponsor of Davis Cup and Fed Cup back in 2015. This was quickly retracted by the ITF because I think they got some fallout. They didn't want gambling companies running. Running uh, this organization So I think it all comes down to that I really believe that's it This is not the Don't, work let me Of ask just you one or two people Go ahead, so you jump in there Go ahead
0: Don't, Isn't one of the gambling companies Also the owner of Hawkeye Or the, the Shot Spot or whatever it is
1: I'm not I sure think the that you please, see We could look that up We could look that up But my point I is, think this they is are. A big I think they're deal. I think they're the owners it is yeah. a big deal. It's a huge I've, deal. Yeah. It, it is because what means if they've done this, they sold out. They've sold out. Listen, they've sold out our wonderful game that has existed for 143 years with this scoring system oh, and this tradition. Evidence.
0: That's not just evidence. This isn't the – I mean, yes, that's – yeah, the marketeers are going to do – they don't – there's – okay, somebody like you <laughs> – Somebody like you sort of has tennis in their soul. You know what I mean? Uh, J.W. Eisenhower, he's sort of got tennis in his soul. He cares about the game. And so somebody like you will see this, and it will affect you. It doesn't affect a marketeer. The bottom line is what affects a marketeer. The bottom line is what affects the business side. I don't know Gordon Smith. I suppose he's a good guy, but I'll bet you he's more moved by the bottom line than he is a great third set match in college. You see what I'm saying? And so, so, you know, one thing it that's happening, sense. I'll tell you one thing that's happening, one thing that's happening, uh, the people that are coming up now and that are playing tennis, they're learning that it's this. In other words, it's almost a given. Now, for you and I, it was a given that it was two out of three sets, right? Yeah, you know, I lost the first, I had a chance to get the second. You I had game, to be third, in right? shape and hit
1: and, <laughs> and honor the game respect yeah, yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: well, now now the average kid plays all the way up to national level tournaments and he's never going to play a third set. So it's become, they've worked hard. So now you're talking to parents and you go to them and you're trying to preach this gospel to them and they're like, well, wait a second. That's not the true word. The, true word. <laughs> the gospel says it's a 10 point match tie break. And you say, well, no, that's the, yeah, That's the original word. Or that's not the original word. <laughs> that's not the original. But I call the USDA a false, false prophet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, ITA yeah, you, you guys are false prophets. You guys are false prophets, and you speak with crooked tongue. <laughs> well,
0: be careful, because you know, they may have him on their side. But, no, in, in all seriousness, I mean, they. that's the way that they look at it. They look at it very differently. <laughs> now, the kids and parents So, you know, it's going to be a challenge You know, the natural evolution of what's going to happen Is going to be to uh, You know, it's going to be no ad First set, second set, and then ten point match time. Like, We're not even looking at third sets anymore
1: We're no, not even considering No, that's where match. all the wording takes place When the kids, the rigorous competition is it. But, well, listen, Coach, we're about out of time. Absolutely, we're all hoping that your We Coach Tennis program, radio program, will come back up. Uh, Coach, uh, folks, if you in Atlanta (laughs) go to Marriott and see Coach Weber at the Laurel Park Tennis Center, you guys go see him. Uh, this is one of the best people out there that you could ever have your children around in tennis. And uh, anything else, real quick, coach, before we go? No, thanks, thanks for having man. me
0: on. I appreciate. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate what you're doing, and I hope that somehow we can get enough of a voice together. Wayne Bryan, good guy. He just sent me a text over the weekend. He said, "Look, we got to get everybody together, and they got to fight. He can't do it by himself, and you can't do it by yourself." Parents have got to, if they feel this way, they've got to be willing to speak up and don't worry about whether or not. You know, there's there's, there's some people, I think, that fear the kids are going to get hurt by the USDA somehow, and this, and that, and the other thing, but they just got to speak up. And the people that are on committees, my goodness, if you don't think it's right, don't vote for it.
1: Yeah, you, you know, folks on a committee, be led
0: down the, you know,
1: it's real simple. It's not like you're not going to be a yes man tomorrow if you're a yes man today. You know, yes, man or yes, woman. Just, you, you've got to understand that in the end, the integrity of your opinion and your voice is, remember, this is the United States of America where we have freedom of speech, freedom of belief, freedom of religion, and freedom. We, most importantly, we, we have freedom. And, and we're not a socialist country from Europe. And, and, and okay, coach, I got to go. God bless you, man. Come on right. back later. You okay?
0: too. in America, born in a heart land, raised up a family, a King James and Uncle Sam. He's got the red, white, blue, fine high on a farm, semperified tattoo.
1: has very little to do with a win or a loss. We'll see you next week on American Tennis. Opinions stated by various contributors to the UR Tennis Network and its programming are not to be considered as endorsed by the UR Tennis Network. Participants are encouraged to use their own discernments and draw their own conclusions. All information, products, and services offered by the UR Tennis Network are for personal use only. The UR Tennis Network does not confirm nor deny the validity or accuracy of information contained within the network. Any products or services provided for should be used solely for entertainment purposes. We emphasize the idea of keeping an open mind and not construing the products, services, or data as factual.